creating a, a low stakes environment. And so people don't feel like they're on the chopping block. They don't feel like they're not allowed to make a mistake. We have a culture around if you do make a mistake, being able to take ownership for that, being able to uh, visit that and get coaching around that and, and fix it and solve it for, for the future. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rogue Creators, the podcast dedicated to people who are doing things just a little bit different, either in the marketing world, the digital world, content creation, all the things, right, Lauren? All the things, right, right. All the things. She always, I always introduce her as Lauren, who does all the things. Yeah, that's my role. That is her role. <laughs> but we like to talk to people who are doing really cool things. And our friends, our northern Alaskan friends, uh, Shapanova, Daniel and Robbie, are on with us today. What's up, fellas? What's going on? How's it going, guys? Good to be here. Good, good. It's great here. We complain about it being, you know, like 50 degrees and we're like, oh my goodness, it's so cold. And then, you know, you guys are like, yeah, it's a little warm today. It was in the, you know, 30s, mid 30s or so. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're complaining about 50s, don't visit Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Well, you guys um, are doing some really cool stuff, especially in the e-commerce world, the marketing world. And, um, and so we wanted to have you guys on for quite a while. So I'm really glad that this got to work out. Uh, but before we jump into you guys and your story, which is super cool, uh, we like to start off with something just a little bit fun, right, Lauren? Right, right. She's, we're rolling today, Lauren. Yeah, we yeah, are. Jump on. Um, so we like to start each episode off with what are you obsessed with this week? So starting with our guests, Robbie, Daniel, what are you guys obsessed with this week? All right. You go first. I'll go first. <laughs> this was a hard one for me. I uh, I actually quizzed our team and I was hoping to rob an, rob an answer from somebody. <laughs> but um, when I thought about it, dude, I'm, I'm obsessed with painting right now. So I go home yeah. after work and I've been in the evenings. I've been uh, setting up a little easel, getting some oil paints and doing some painting. And uh, that's actually what my dad does. And so it, it's pretty cool. Um I grew up that that was his occupation as I was growing up. So uh, it's cool now as an adult to come back to that and, and be doing kind of what my papa does and uh, <laughs> learning the tricks of the trade is pretty fun. You should see he's being humble about it, but you should see the paintings he's pumping out. It's they're incredible. We actually oh, have. Thank you. Yeah. They are. They are super incredible. I Lauren was like, showed Brian, me. like, hold on. He's like really good. I was like, look at this fox. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah, that's Sweet. what I'm talking about. The box. <laughs> you guys saw it. Sweet. Yeah, dude. I've been I've been all over that. It's been uh, super therapeutic and restful and, and yeah, just fun connections with uh me and my dad through it. So yeah, that's what I'm obsessed with. That's so awesome. guys, for me, and not to promote another podcast on your podcast. Totally I've really been, we love I've it. really been digging uh Joe Rogan's podcast lately, specifically when he interviewed Kanye West, oh which goodness. led me on this whole rabbit trail of checking out Yeezys. <laughs> and now I kind of want a pair of his Yeezys. They're kind of futuristic, weird looking shoes, but I'm kind of obsessed with them. Dude, I knew that was going to be yours. I was like, <laughs> before this, I was like, I what, like, I was asking him what his was going to be. He said, I'm not allowed to ask. I'm going to find that on the show, but I knew that's what it was. <laughs> Some Yeezys. <laughs> Yeezys. I love that. I love that. All right, Lauren, what about you? So mine are uh, my Fry, I don't know, you wouldn't call them Converse's, but like they're kind of oh, like yeah. my, yeah. yeah. So Fry is like, they do boots usually, mm -hmm. um, but I have some like leather almost looking like 
Converse's, but I love them and I've had them for about 10 years. Yeah. And they are amazing and still lasting because they're like real leather and they're like made really great. But uh, yeah, those are my obsession. I've been pulling those out for fall because, you know, it's like a a cold wintery 60 here. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm pulling out the closed toed shoes now. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, she has to talk about your, your uh, lamb snow boots that your mom had from like the seventies. Yeah. That I still wear. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If we ever visit Alaska, she has to bring those. I will. I will. So so my my obsession is I'm actually going to use a resource. I know. Right. It's kind of crazy. I'm usually about a show or a podcast or earth, wind and fire. That's been my obsession for the past two months. Yeah. Uh, but uh, salesreach.io, um, Josh Feedy and his team in Minnesota, speaking of other cold place there, Josh Feedy, I randomly ran across him on Instagram and we got jumped on a call. He's going to be on our podcast at some point, but they do amazing design uh, style of like proposals and landing pages, but it's just kind of all in one. It's an amazing resource for anybody who's sending out bids or proposals um, or just trying to drive traffic to a, yeah. like a landing page. It's just done really well. You can personalize it uh, with personal video embedded mm-hmm. already on there. And so it's pretty cool. So I feel very good about like giving the read. You guys are all talking about shoes and Robbie's going therapeutic painting, but uh, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, mine was super boring. <laughs> I got to come up with something next time. Next time we have you guys on the podcast, I'm going to be very insightful. Okay. Um, well, Hey, so I'm excited to jump in. You guys tell us, uh, and anybody can kick it off, but tell us exactly Shopanova, who you guys are. Um, and then really how this thing started, because I, I love the backstory of your, of your company. Yeah, man. So uh, Shopanova is an e-com growth agency. And basically we just provide done for you uh, marketing services to, to online stores. Pretty specifically, we work with a lot of Shopify stores, people doing about $10,000 a month and they're looking to scale their revenue. And, um, you know, even just in the last 12 months alone, we've had some really awesome case studies of people going from like maybe a 40, $50,000 mark all the way up to like hitting seven figures in one month, which is wow. pretty amazing. That's like the top tier of what we've been able to provide so far. But just uh, through this process, we've been able to work with bigger, bigger clients, bigger ad spend budgets. And um, yeah, it's just really awesome to be able to have such a, a good team and be able to provide such a, a tangible outcome for people. It, you know, it's, it's really hard to argue the value of our services when we're seeing just big um, revenue numbers coming in from them as a direct result of the marketing campaigns we're building for them. That's, that's phenomenal. We, we actually, we talked before with somebody else about anytime you get like crazy results like that, people tend to not believe it, but it's like, no, 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 no. It's <laughs> like that actually happened. <laughs> like, I'm not making that up. Yeah. Like that's real. Um, that's super cool. That's super cool. Um, so tell us, how did you guys meet? How did you guys come up with this idea uh, to build this company out? So the way we met is Robbie actually started dating my little sister. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not entirely true. We were actually friends before that, Mm -hmm. but kind of where this all started was we were both commercial fishermen. Uh, I grew up in it. That's Mm -hmm. what I knew my whole life. And I think you guys kind of know some of that story, but we don't have to go into the whole thing, but 
I grew up commercial fishing and uh, Robbie came in probably later when I was just graduated high school and he started commercial fishing as well. Mm-hmm. And I was friends with his older brother. We met, but that's the life we were living was commercial fishing. Uh, and then also doing some video projects and videography on the side, just as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, don't wanna... and so commercial fishing, it's seasonal. So it was really cool for us when we were young and, and pretty wild. We'd go, go fish for a long time, make a big chunk of change. And then, um, yeah. you know, get a van, strap some moose horns to it and drive <laughs> south for a little surf trip or go to like Indonesia <laughs> or Thailand or something. And so it was a really cool thing for us for a long time. But about that time, um, you know, a few years after that, I, I ended up getting married to his sister <laughs> and then he also got married, you know, I think like a year later, pretty yeah. Very similar time frame. Yeah. Uh, but basically our our lifestyle just changed drastically. And so our occupation uh just no longer really suited that lifestyle. You know, we were starting to have kids and uh, it was really hard to have a kid and then leave for three months, you yeah. know, go fishing again, leave everything behind. When we were like 18, 19, 20, it was really fun because we're gone with our buddies, making a lot of money, then we can come back and travel. But yeah, having families and stuff completely change that. And what really changed it for me personally was I got married, bought a boat, uh, felt like I had to provide now and, and run my own business. But I ended up rolling that boat the first year and lost everything. And it was a really big wake up call of like, wow, I'm actually going out risking my life every day, uh, just to make money. And I I did like it, you know, I grew up in it, but I kind of had these mindset blocks of, I thought that's the only thing I could do to be successful just because I grew up doing it. So I'm just going to do it. But once I rolled my boat, it's like, there's got to be safer, better ways to make money. And that's where Robbie and I kind of started brainstorming on uh, actually doing videography because we're, it's something we're already doing that Mm -hmm. we were passionate about. We're like, let's do our passion and make money. So we did that for about a year, but it was just hard locally here because the small market and everything. Uh, and then that led us on a rabbit trail of like learning more about digital marketing, becoming the agency, uh, having clients on retainers and all that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love so that. that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. Kind of, I didn't know how much time we could spend there because you got to pick up your, your daughter or son yeah. right from school. So. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's totally great. That's exactly, that's perfect in a nutshell because, and there are so many other layers to that as we've gotten to know you guys um, and just really, really cool stuff. Obviously completely different from probably the lower 48 that actually, you know, um, come into play for what we're used to doing. And I don't know that I even know anybody who's a commercial fisherman no. uh, outside of this. <laughs> no, a lot of fishermen because Arkansas is outdoorsy, you know, but uh, other than that. Yeah, yeah. that's like a pole and like yeah. <laughs> Very low key compared to what you guys are doing. So, um, but it's, that's just so cool that especially the drastic change between that and then what you're mm. doing now in the company that you guys have built, uh, which is really cool. And so, um, but yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I love your guys' story. It's it's really quite unique, and I feel like you guys then, carry it through your brand really well. Oh, thanks for saying that. And it just mm-hmm. goes to show, like, I feel like if we could do it, knowing what we knew. And building this out, like it should inspire anyone to t- be able to take those same steps and build a successful business. Yeah. And maybe the better way to say it is uh, knowing what we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> because we're, we were just all like commercial fishermen, working construction, just purely like a manual labor world. And, um, you know, making that shift into video production without really, 
you know, all the steps laid out in front of us. We didn't really have a ton of clarity on how we would get to where we are today, but it was important for us to just take the first step and actually do something that was in line with what was valuable and important to us. And then the rest kind of just fell into place as we, as we started making moves in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that is very big and very inspirational as well. I mean, if you guys can make that switch, most people can, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So tell us, um, in your guys' words, what makes Chapanova so unique? So the, the main thing that, uh, we've kind of discovered about ourselves over the last four years, and we, we measure ourselves up against other agencies and even, you know, the way we provide our services, the results we get and stuff like that. And we do really do feel that we are unique. We've kind of boiled it down to three things. Um, the main thing is we're, we're like a by application only agency. So the reason we do that is not because like, Hey, we're, we're so exclusive or we're better than you, but that application process gives us the ability to do a lot of due diligence before we work with somebody. And so if somebody's coming in through an application process, we have the ability, um, and it's beneficial to both parties, but we have the ability to audit their business, really look through things, and then from there make a, a, a well-informed decision on whether or not we even think we can help them. And so it's partly for us, but obviously hugely beneficial to the client that we're going to do our due diligence. We're going to have this application process, and we're going to make sure that if we do work together, we're actually going to be able to provide a, a super positive result. Um, the second one is that we're very results driven and, and the first that those are kind of like tied together, the application process and being super results driven. Uh, it, it seems like it would go without saying, but there's a lot of agencies that aren't and, and the way that they're paid and the way that they're incentivized has nothing to do, um, with the results they're getting their clients. It's just, you know, always trying to push more ad spend on them, trying to get them to scale regardless of whether or not it's good for their business. And, uh, you know, Without those two things in place, it just creates a situation where anybody who's willing to pay and and come in and you know believe what they're saying um, has the opportunity to work with them, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I don't mean to 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 rag on that or anything, but uh, yeah, we just do it a little bit differently. So having a true approach to being results driven, and then Daniel, I'll let you. Talk as well, but the third one is we feel like um, we really consider ourselves to be growth partners mm. as well, not just service providers, but but growth partners. I don't need to add anything to that. Dude. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Just drop the mic. You'll probably just walk out. You're fine, man. You're good. Uh, that's yeah, awesome. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Yeah, and the, the growth partners, it, it really it just speaks to the fact that. Um, we're really like the way we we charge, the way that we're incentivizing ourselves is very much in line with their vision, their goals. So if we can keep those three things intact, we're going to have a positive relationship and it's going to be focused on growing their business. It's not going to be about us showing up and trying to just take a flat retainer, take their, their money, even though they might be willing to pay for those services, maybe they need those services, but we really want to have this idea that we're working together to create an awesome result together. Yeah. yeah. And that's really helped us get good results across the board, those uniques and having that process in place because across, I think a hundred accounts, we're averaging like a five to six X, sometimes up to seven X return on ad spend across a hundred accounts, which is 
pretty unheard of in this space. And it's like, we almost don't even want to advertise that because it feels like these, (laughs) like, like you said earlier, like it almost seems fake putting that out there, but uh, it's pretty cool to see uh, Mm -hmm. across the board for our clients. I love that the the application process uh, because most businesses and most times, you know, and we've learned this too, that not every client is the right fit for you. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think that you guys having that up front, like, hey, this is kind of where we go. We want to make sure that this is going to be a mutually beneficial relationship, right? Uh, because there's so mm-hmm. many businesses that do that. They just Hey, our doors are open. We take anybody. We'll take anybody's money and we'll, you know, and that causes a lot of heartburn mm-hmm. and honestly bad reviews too on both sides. Uh, so I love that you guys mm-hmm. kind of established totally. that as your go-to up front rather than just, yeah, we help anybody and everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes both ways too, because we're not the best fit agency for everyone too. And we want people approaching us to do their due diligence on us as well, you know, before we're even hopping on the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So um, one of the things that we really like to talk about is company culture. Um, so when you set out to build Shapanova, what were some of your musts when you guys were building your company culture? Man, that's changed and evolved so much over time. And <laughs> when we were first building it, you know, it was almost the survival mode of just trying to get sales and then get our first few clients and then results. So we weren't even necessarily thinking a ton about company culture when we were small. But in this last year, we've had to really revisit that mm-hmm. and really get it down on paper as we've grown our team to over 20. Now it's become like increasingly more important. Mm-hmm. And Robbie and I have always had ideas of what, what we like want it to look like and feel like and had good core values to operate from. Uh, but putting it down on paper now has been super helpful. And I don't even know what a good core. I mean, we have so many of them, mm-hmm. but maybe you could speak to a few that. The yeah. Core so, ones. I mean, the big one, like the first one, we, we go over these um, before every team meeting is just we want to show up and operate in excellence and integrity. Yeah. Um, it really go the extra mile, do what our competition won't do, give customer service that is noteworthy. I have these like ingrained in my brain now because we have yeah. to save them every single week. But um, yeah, we, we just know, I, I think, uh, you know, being an outsider in the marketing world, it's easy, like, I know for me being like a working class family or something, you know, like my parents view of marketers is like an annoying person (laughs) dialing up their phone or like a sleazy salesperson or something. And there's this whole (laughs) stigma around marketers and marketing and sales, like just having this, um, it just not being full of integrity and trying, trying to sell whatever they can, regardless of if it's good for the the customer or the client. And so that was one thing that we just knew we were going to show up in everything that we did. We we're going to require the utmost excellence and we're going to do everything from a place of integrity. And so that's a huge one. Um, another one that's really important for us since we are, so, so we're, we're based out of Homer, Alaska, and that's a small town in in Alaska, it's like a small, <laughs> small fishing town. And there's uh, not a ton of, there's not a ton of talent here. Uh, a big company culture value for us is the ability to be your own boss. Uh, Cause we have a lot of people working remotely. And if, if, if we are trying to provide excellent services, operate from integrity, you know, we can't manage people's yeah. everyday life. Uh, you know, there to an extent we can do quality control. We can do uh, systems and processes for the things that we provide. Um, 
but that's a huge value of ours is, is being your own boss. Here's a new one too, is our tribe state of mind, meaning we all want to work together, collaborate mm. together really good and not be butting heads. We've seen such toxic environments in other agencies where mm. everyone's just trying to flex on each other and come up with the best idea and there's no collaboration there. Uh, and it really just kind of tears the agency apart. So we're super uh, big on being collaborative but also just having that fun environment where mm-hmm. you're coming, enjoying work that you're doing and not just showing up, taking another day off. So that's really important to us as well. Yeah. And then another one. So we're, we're kind of like touching on some core values we have on paper and then also just sharing some things that, you know, we really hope are alive and flourishing in our company. But one thing that we've always wanted is to create that fun environment and a fun environment for us has meant a lot of times creating a a low stakes environment. And so people don't feel like they're on the chopping block. They don't feel like they're not allowed to make a mistake. We have a culture around, if you do make a mistake, being able to take ownership for that, being able to uh, visit that and get coaching around that and and fix it and solve it for for the future. So I I would like to think that nobody in our company has um, fear of like, yeah, of harsh bosses, of, of punishment, fear of making mistakes. And I think that's been a really huge because we've had a lot of people come into our company that have innovated the way we've done certain things. But if they ever thought that, Hey, I'm going to take a risk here and I'm going to try something. And if that flops, I'm going to get like my head chopped off or or chewed (laughs) out for that. Like that would never happen. And so, you know, those things combined the low stakes environment you know, having this uh, tribal mentality where we're all together, kind of running toward a common goal together. Yeah. That's just been super helpful. Well, and I can say, at least from our side, seeing you guys, uh, kind of hearing that and understanding that, but then also really seeing it in your content and how you guys run your ads, um, the verbiage that you use, even on your website and stuff. And uh, it, it really is, it, it a lot of those core values, I think, translate outside, probably even unintentionally, but they do. Um, just even us, when we first got to know you guys, we we're like, they're just, they're, they seem like a lot of fun. And it's like, you take what you need to take seriously, but then you, the stuff that you don't need to take seriously, you guys have fun with. Um, so it's a good, healthy mix of that. And, uh, if anybody, especially out there, those watching and listening, you need to check out some of their ads. They are <laughs> hilarious. And just even the, you talk about like taking a risk, uh, your video guys are on, are on top of it by saying, Hey, this is a really cool idea. Maybe we should run with this of, Hey, let's throw water in each other's faces or run around with, you know, uh, water guns or something in the office place or, Goodness, I don't know. There's, there's so Once many. Once you of, see one, uh, you're gonna see all of them because you guys do well, such a good job retargeting. <laughs> very true. Or you'll see Robbie hiking up. Trying. You'll see Robbie hiking up the mountain with his sweet mustache right out of the gate, too, man. Uh, miss the miss the stash. I don't know what happened oh, to it's it. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're always trying to find that balance of like you know, being fun and entertaining versus just making complete fools out of ourselves. It's a fun, it's a fun line to flirt with, but dude, just the other day you talk about funny ad creatives, not every idea makes it to, uh, to production. And we actually, had to, <laughs> we had to shut one down because our video guy, he came up with this. So we're doing like these comparison videos. You mentioned the squirt gun. It's like, Hey, here's your traffic now. And Daniel hits me with a squirt gun and and the idea is that the water is a representation of your traffic. And then 
here it is after Shapanova. And I, I get a dump a five gallon bucket on Daniel's face and like blew his glasses <laughs> off. We did it in slow motion. It was super awesome. But bro, the, the other day, our video guy uh, came up with this idea where we we're going to do this similar thing. It's a comparison idea, but I was supposed to be eating frosting and the frosting was now supposed to be revenue or traffic or whatever. And it just got really weird from there because <laughs> I was supposed to, in the next scene, be completely covered in frosting, like head to toe. <laughs> and, and I was supposed to dip my finger on him and eat the frosting <laughs> or something. I was like, bro, I just read that on Slack. I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that one. <laughs> That's too far. Josiah, we draw the line, man. There is a line. Yeah, we're going to draw, we draw the line. We'll spare you the details, but when we read through it, it was, it was our line. We couldn't cross it that time. That's awesome. It is helpful to hear your feedback, though, that at least the, the values and stuff, it does get communicated. Because one thing that's interesting for us is um, being in this industry, I feel like everything that we do kind of just happens in this little bubble. But I know that our message is being amplified out to thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who are seeing these ads. And, you know, what we do feels so intimate and personal here. You sometimes don't actually consider how many people are seeing those things and, Mm. you know, what is getting communicated to them by the time it hits them in their feed, you know, whether they're on the other side of the country or in another country, whatever, you know, our ads go a lot of places and so it's cool to hear um, from your guys' perspective that the values are being communicated from it. And, and even though we are having fun and we're doing and we're flirting with this line of maybe making fools out of ourselves, we still are communicating, you know, who we are as a business, the values we carry. And um, yeah, it seems to be working as far as like a client acquisition process. But I always... I always wonder how we actually come across. So that's cool feedback. <laughs> well, and I, I think just even from, you know, we have several people who listen to our podcast that we know that have side hustles or businesses that they would love to take full time as well. Um, but I think that advice of not taking yourself too seriously, of being able to have some fun and knowing your audience too, of like what, you know, what is going to land mm-hmm. and maybe even trying something you're like, I don't know if it's going to land or not, you know, but taking that risk is, uh, is super important. Yeah, I think that kind of leads me to like our next thought was like, what advice would you give to those starting their own business? You guys have had quite the journey and I've obviously been very successful at it. Yeah, I'll start with that one, Rob. That's cool. But for me, it was just taking that first initial step, even though I didn't know anything, what was going on uh, about business, but I'm like, I know I want to do this. So I'm just going to take a step. I think a lot of people are held back in fear and what's comfortable and they won't take the first step to at least start trying something. Like we started video production. It was a, a year long failure, but what we learned through that year, uh, was so many things that like accelerated our growth then for the next three to four years. So I think a, a big one is just taking that first step, taking a little bit of risk and trying something, even if that thing doesn't stick, it will probably lead you to something else that will. And the lessons that you learn from that are going to propel you. Mm-hmm. One thing too, I, w- I would tell somebody who's considering starting their own business is just knowing what they want out of it. So that was one thing that we really started with because we were, we were exiting a, an industry or an environment that didn't suit our lifestyles that actually felt toxic toward what we wanted to achieve in our lives. 
and so, you know, we kind of came, came into this idea of doing like a video production company with our non-negotiables in place. So that's one thing I would tell people is know what your non-negotiables are for us. It was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be gone. I'm, I'm going to have dinner with my family every night. Um, and just like have some of these ideas of why you're doing what you're wanting to do. I think that really helps because it would have been very easy for us to create that same toxic environment in a new industry. It had yeah. we not had those non-negotiables in place. So we could have, uh, you know, followed the entrepreneurial code that you see all over, you know, work hard, strive and grind as hard as you can. And, um, <laughs> We could, we could have like easily gone to work and stay continued working till like midnight or 1am and stuff and, and created the same toxic environment in a new industry. So know what you want going into it. And then, um, recognize that not everybody is going to flourish being a business owner. Like you might get into it and you might not enjoy that. And, and that's fine. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of responsibility there. There's a lot of uncertain times and, and there's, you know, some hardship in it if, if you're going to fully commit yourself there. So knowing what you actually want, because if you do know what you want, you know what your non-negotiables are, you might just be able to find that somewhere else. Maybe having something more secure, more steady and still be able to um, pursue what's valuable and important to you. But if you are that entrepreneur that really wants to get it, I will say this, I, I really believe in, uh, you manifest what you believe. So one thing that was really helpful for mm. us when we were starting is we were, we truly believed we were going to be the biggest, most successful video production company in Alaska. And that's what our goals were. And, you know, we believed in that. We didn't look at any other people that were failing, failing or failing. Sorry, I can't talk we said, no, we're going to become the best. And when that didn't work out, that was okay. But when we switched to marketing, we said, we're going to become the best e-com agency. And there was all these agencies failing around us that we mm -hmm. could have easily associated with and, and said that could be us. But since we didn't, we kept our eyes on, on fail or on success, excuse me. And that really helped us because when times got tough, we we're like, no, we're, we're chasing our dreams. This is going to happen for us. If these guys can do it, I know that we can also do it. I think a lot of people look around and see failure and start associating too much with that. And they actually invite that into their own lives mm -hmm. and business uh, instead of looking at success and, and drawing that in. Oh, I love that. You guys are speaking to my heart here. I'm, a, I'm, yeah, friends are like weep in the corner over I, there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, it is. It's it's almost like you enjoy the business so much that you do want to work on it. So you know all, all the time, but burnout is very real, and mm. uh, that hustle life mm. will burn you out. And I just know that. Uh, Got to put some boundaries in place too. So every at home at night, every night. But you know, I think intentionally too. It's like I love what you said, Robbie. But I even with me, it's like trying to not take my laptop home. You know what I mean? Like because there's yeah. just an itch of like, well, I can knock out this, or I can you know update this stuff on the website. I can do all these other things. Uh, but I think it's super smart, and that's that's great advice for anybody who's jumping into that because. You know, again, the desire is real. You want to succeed and you feel like the only way you can is just work nonstop. So thank you guys so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's one like benefit to having those non-negotiables in place and those boundaries. It actually gives you so much more focus in the times that you are on 
that's what, that's how we developed our standard operating procedures is we're like, okay, we don't have all night to work on this. What are we going to do? That's efficient. That's scalable. And it it gave us so much more of a, of a push towards developing system structures, our SOPs. And uh, I think anybody would find the same thing that it's not going to take away from your business. It's actually going to force you to level up and, and be more efficient. I love that. Well, hey guys, thank you so, so much for jumping on with us today. Uh, we're going to have you back. We had, we need to, yes, we need, we need absolutely. to go a, a layer deeper into the story too of the fishermen that turned into an economy. <laughs> There's so many layers we can go through. So, um, but thank you guys so much. One last time, where can they find more information about you guys? If they want to follow, want to maybe even do work with you. Yeah, just go to www.shopanova.com. That'll have all the information. You can check out our social from there, our YouTube channel. We have a few free resources in there people can grab. But I want to say thank you guys for having us on. I really had a good time today. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. Thank you guys. Yeah. And we're, we're totally game to come back another time. (laughs) <laughs> good, good. That's what I like to hear. Well, hey, thank you guys so much. And uh, everything will be linked. If you didn't get all of that, everything will be linked on our show notes and blog at uh, GoRogueX.com. Make sure you guys check that out. And until next week, we'll see you then. Thanks. Griffin, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. <laughs>